0: Shit clappers, hookers. this year we need to have we need... Holy sweet mother of God, that's uh, DJ Petman Aaron. on the intro there. and I'm, I'm Don McGee and I'm here with
1: Aaron Malashevsky,
0: And for the first time in the history of BTB, bravo, tango, bravo, we have a guest. And who is this guest? Please introduce yourself. I'm Alan Partridge.
2: No, you're fucking not.
0: <laughs> I actually promise I will not swear I
2: won't yeah, dude. too much. Yes. This is a family show, and uh, my name is David Sykes. What's up? This is
0: David Sykes. So introduce yourself, David Sykes, because uh, I'm sure our hordes of listeners
2: are going to want to know who you are. Oh, man, I don't know if there's anything to introduce, really. Are you a northern fella? Uh, yeah, I was, born in, uh, I was born in northern England. Where were you born? I was born in South Yorkshire. So whereabouts in South Yorkshire? A small town called Barnsley.
0: Barnsley Barnsley Uh, near the colliery dude in the colliery he was born in the colliery a boy from the black
2: stuff they gave us uh, they actually grind up coal and they put it in the tube in Barnsley so they get that mineral in you from day one nice and then when they send you down the mine like you crave it oh yeah how are your lungs I got the black lung good good job mate you're one of us (laughs)
1: you're one of us black
2: no I'm good man I think I'm good I think my lungs are alright I do pretty good um in the in the lung department, I, I never went down the mine, man. I never went down the pit. I know my granddad did when he survived the war. That was his reward for <sighs> surviving the war. Holy shit! That was a suit, a pair of shoes, and a job in the colliery mining for coal. Wow.
1: Yeah, you told me that. That's, before, that, that, that's your and, reward. And and and
2: they would be happy with that, wouldn't they? They'd be, they'd be I don't like, know you if know, what? they'd be happy with it. to be No, honest, the people
0: giving it. them it, they'd be like, you know what? You've got a good job in the colliery. You've got a council house. You know, you've 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 got a pension at the end of it. Good job.
1: Well, yeah, they were
2: trying to make it look that Thanks for defeating like, well, Hitler. They were trying to make it look that way.
1: Well, they <clears> were happy that you were happy or you were controlled and, and that was enough to shut you up. That was what they're happy about. Yeah. Hey, carry on as usual. Get back down the line. Yeah. You know, carry on as usual. Keep chaining the wheels. You know what I mean? Mm.
2: Keep making us money, man. Yeah.
1: That was what you were, you know, that you. You were born into that. Then That's Northern it? England, dude. Northern England.
2: And, and it's funny how any, how they portray the absolute opposite of that when they portray anything English in movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's always some, oh, it's a Kensington of prejudice and calling Firth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not, re- okay, okay. Because it's you, true, though, isn't it? You don't always, want. To, you do you, you don't want to portray. You don't want to portray the uh, the working class that are eating toenails for breakfast. They're doing that now, and though. Shit like that. Well, you know, I guess it's kind of. They're starting
0: to. They're, push running, that. they're
2: running out of content. You know what I mean. You got to go north a little bit. Yeah, they're running yeah. out of content. There's only so many Hugh Grants you can tolerate. I've, yeah, I, think no, I can't. I, I can't, can't tolerate. No offense, you, to you. I love you, bro. <clears throat> I've, uh, I've. Divine Brown.
1: Jeez.
0: How can you? How can you cheat on Elizabeth Hurley with Divine Brown? Oh, come on. She's fucking bang Her name's Divine.
1: Elizabeth Hurley yeah. yeah, I mean. had a bit of a crush on her, as well as to our I still a Christmas. crush, what's her name? Um, Kate, Beckinsale.
0: Uh, Kate Beckinsale. I can't Say do that anymore. She's, Not she's after the
2: Saturday Night Live thing. You know, the guy from Saturday Night Live, she's banging. Uh, it, it, it just spoils her. Kate Beckinsale's got nothing on Evangeline Lilly when she was in Lost.
1: Who's, I've never seen that. I've never seen Lost. What is that? Lost the TV thing. Yeah, oh, I've You've never seen one. Evangeline Lily. Lost yeah, she
0: was Kate. I've never seen it. Oh,
1: guys. Not the soppy looking cow. The one that's they're bringing it like back. Got...
0: They're bringing it lost back. Oh.
1: They're bringing it back. Is she the one that's always looking like she's chewing on a shave of a lemon? No.
2: Nah, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <Maybe>. <laughs> she's always got that soppy sour. They're look all like sour that sour in pucks.
0: America. All the tens are like that when they're taught to me. Just technically oh, Canadian. You know, when I'm in Hollywoodland and, and I, I, I approach a ten for my job, they look. It's called in an in, in Italian. They call it put, put seta sul naso, or a fart under the nose. <laughs> They're just kind of like, hmm, like what? What's this troll approaching me?
1: I'm like, what does he want?
0: All right, lovely. You know.
1: Mm. So. Well, coming from Northern <laughs> England, yes. Dave, and then making that transition like we did, me and Dominic, yeah, to California, yeah. How was that transition coming from the culture that you grew up? What
0: ta- in? What What age Time. were you? 23 when you came up when you
2: came here mm-hmm. but you you sound a little kind of actually i was 24 like two weeks later so i was almost
1: 24.
2: Mm. wow well, pretty much, what was the
1: what, i mean pretty much 24. you know we've talked a lot off off the the, the microphone and we kind of know a little bit about each other and we're, we're very similar in and in our a thoughts and our reasonings for ending up here in california a lot of it was just catapulting ourselves out of england anyway how there you go but it, it just happened to be by happenstance that we all landed in california
0: well i'll tell you something yeah. i actually moved to dublin when i was 17 mm. and i loved it it was a complete contrast to northern england and people in northern england were like why are you going there and i said well there's something i need to do mm. and they're like well you know the irish hate you over there because of the way you speak yeah. and you'll get your ass kicked or, or you might even be killed and 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 try not try to cover and i'll be like oh my god well i'm gonna go anyway but holy shit and then i got there and and i actually thought there was something up i thought that people were setting me up for something oh there's because something going on behind because people were like hey i'll get you a job and if you want if you need to stay anywhere stay with Why me the irish and,
1: people are like that
0: and i'm yeah and i'm like they're setting me somebody's setting me up here for something <laughs> bad and it ne- and they never did. And I thought to myself, you know what? You know what the prevailing thought was. The reason they're saying that is because that's how they would treat somebody from Ireland.
1: Mm, projection.
0: It, it's projection. It's yeah. like, well, anybody who comes from Ireland, we treat them that way.
2: Well, and or that reminds me of when I went from primary school, which you le- I left when I was eleven, and I went to secondary school. Everybody knew you got your head dunked in the toilet yeah. by the kids older than you. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew that was going to happen, like every day. And then you get there, and it never happens. But yeah. you're just thinking, isn't it kind of? It's kind of like that in a way. It's yeah. That, it's a fear, that weird thing. fear that's been instilled. And you know what? I think... and you know where I think a lot of that stuff comes from, man. And I'm gonna say stuff instead of the other one. Good. Um, like, back in, like check it out. Back in the day, back in the day when they would do things, especially in England where we were born, you know, they would bring someone out and say, "Hey, this person did this." in front of everybody Mm. set him on fire hang him upside down and then address your people and then you go "Uh,
1: okay sure we'll do it I'm never going to do that again controlling the masses so how
2: much uh, you know how much has like been ingrained in our ancestral DNA like my my parents have been brought up in England for a while you know they're from all over the place like my grandparents and stuff like that but uh that all adds up you know Hmm. that all adds up in the people and to get back to your question which was coming to southern california which is where we all apparently are right now and ended up it's like you said man it's it's a weird place out there and and growing up it it was i I always like talking to my african-american friends out here because when i talk with them they all will will want to know certain things and they and when we talk about what it was like for me growing up in England, and you know, I know everybody's got a story and all that, so I'm not saying anything about myself, but like they can't believe it when I tell them how it is. They're like, "Shit, we all thought y'all were drinking like champagne every day, oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, burning <clears throat> effigies." And we're like,
0: "Well, let me tell you something what? about African American." No and way, dude! To...
2: Like everybody in England, when I where, everywhere where I grew up, man, in schools, every day you're just it's just fear. And you hate everything that you're doing. Yeah. And the classroom Or setting. even if you're in school. Yeah. But but I had to go to school. I, I, I never made it out of school. And, and that never stopped, man. That continued into college. It continued into university. And then I got a job working in a school for almost four years. And that was a great... Doing thing. what? I was like a, a learning mentor with kids. God, that sounds... fantastic. have a psychology yeah, degree. Well,
1: I, um, I, nice. I had a chat earlier with you yeah. about this. And it was fantastic. And it was, it was very interesting for me to hear... You, David, to talk about your uh, approach to the kids and how you did everything different than what the school's protocol or the What school's... was the
0: protocol for the school, and what was your difference? I... It's the
1: same as every school, right? Yeah, it's same the same as, as every, every school. school. What comply? Yeah, comply yeah. and do what we tell you, so that we can mould you into being And ninety percent of the shit you'll pink, never pink Floyd, stuff. Pink Floyd, never use... Floyd, the wall,
2: basically. Right. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I got this job as a learning mentor, which was a brand new role no one had ever had, it, and I got it when I was 21. And so that's great. Everyone, but all my peers were 40. Everyone I worked with was right. 40 that was in my job in other departments of the district. So I, it was good for me because I got to work with really great people. Um, but the thing that we were talking about was when I worked with the kids, man, I always was truthful with them. Yeah. I always told them, I was just always honest with them about stuff, and it made the experience jo- so joyful. And so uh, rewarding.
1: And how was that compared to if you complied with what the role the teachers were doing? What was the difference?
2: Uh, Well, it wouldn't have worked because the way that they were doing it already wasn't working, which is why my job was created by the English government. And I was put into schools that met a certain criteria, like a low socioeconomic Mm. area. So I was pumped in with kids who had like no mom, no dad, no mom and dad um you know drug addicts you know no uniform can't get to school no breakfast you know anything so you get to work with all these really amazing people and angels and you realize if you if you're truthful with them it can go however you want it to go Mm. and then the 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 part for me where the rubber met the road for me was and we didn't talk about this earlier uh was when their parents would pick them up sometimes uh some of the things i would see in these moments psychic is real right mm-hmm. so there were these moments when their parents would show up and pick up the kids and i would see these things happen between them these interactions. these interactions that were invisible and that were nonverbal but i would see them and think oh why can i see this what does it mean and some of the, and some of the the way the parents would come and handle the kids i would have to <clears> walk <throat> to the other end of the school and just like call my girlfriend and be like hey I you doing, you know. Having mm. one of those days, mm. this mm. kid I just spent six hours with trying to like calm down all day because they got to. But sleep. it emanates though, regardless.
0: That six hours that you're calming that kid is is, it's, is it's crucial.
2: Great. It's great while it mm. happens, but then the then the dad shows up and just grabs them and yanks them and gives them like whiplash, and they're only like yeah. five or six or something. In that moment, there's nothing you can do as a parent, really, as a as a as a worker at the school. But you you, you
0: spent a quarter of their day with them, yeah. And and in 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 retrospect. No matter how they're treated after the with you, while they're with you, you're a zone of sanctuary. I'm, I'm
2: just saying though that mentality, <clears throat> that mentality of being truthful and honest and loving with people it was like playing Frogger. You have to like, you only got it in little portions. You would have to like navigate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's why I have, uh, you know, um, you know, it was it was, a, it was an amazing experience, but uh, I I realized it had its shortcomings because at the end of the day, they're not my kids and you can't do certain things with them like people would say to me hey you know the way you are with the kids you know you know they climb all over you you know if they fall off of you you know you'd be sued or something it's like a, what are you talking about man yeah like that's got nothing to do with it no one's gonna fall like everything's fine nothing's inappropriate we're good we're just coming from a great place which is a place of truth mm. and that's where everybody feels good and we're having a great time and everything's working out we have a before school group uh We have a a dinner time group, an after school club group. We have all these different groups, and and we're doing these cool things, and and we don't have to lie about it. And that was the part, the problem with the politics in the school. What lies? Like for instance, let me ask you that. Let me just tell you this: If somebody had
0: said to me when I was at school, "Listen, don't worry about this. All this stuff that you're going through right now, it's not going to mean that much to you when you're an adult." In, instead of instead of this, life this is death, everything same, right yeah. now. And if you don't get this right, for the yeah. rest of your life, you're going to be suffering. And that's the problem. Is, is, is,
2: is that what you're getting at when you're talking about truth? I think maybe there's some maybe there's some aspect of truth to that. Yeah, but I I just mean simple stuff, man. Like it, you know, it's a big conversation what we're talking about. And I don't want to like hog the mic, so to speak. But you know, we're just telling so many lies on so many different levels without realizing it that it pollutes our. Our filters, you know, and so when we are at war for the past forever, and no one knows which way's up, and no one knows where water is or how to grow food or anything like that. Really, we all rely on a chain of something that stores are open. Basically, we're like living on a a weird edge of uh, having a lot, but having to rely on a lot too. You know, we've become somewhat, i you know, empowered but disempowered at the same time. And and I think a lot of that starts from what how we treat kids just from day one. Yeah, you know, think, introducing these little these little systematic lies, and and they don't ever resonate with me. And, and even today, you know that's why what we were talking about earlier with social media. You know, people portray this like thing, and God, it it's it's bizarre to me. You know what what people uh, how people express themselves and. Mm. What, what they're based on and, and again when it comes down to truth you know, people always tell me to tell the truth and to be honest so that's kind of where I come from and I find a lot of quality in that that's all so someone else say something
1: I think there's, there's a big a big um, importance on yes we're in a rich place we're in a place of affluency and we're in a place of uh, access and resources and all that kind of stuff but yet we don't have any inner resources or we don't have any inner uh, substance or, or riches And I think that's what you're getting at when you get to a kid and the kid's going to be molded, you know, you're molding that kid to just conform, do what we tell you, and then you're going to have to rely on everything else It's outside of your power later on. We're in a a first world country, and as you've just said, we have a lot of systems in place where you can rely on everything, and if any of them systems break down, you're screwed. If something happened to the the national grid and we don't have electricity, who can go out and catch food? Yeah. Who can skin a rabbit? Who can start, mm. fire? Who can start a fire? Yeah. Who can self-sustain? Who can grow something from from a seed? Like who? Few and far between. E- exactly. Who can, so d- d- who can, d- you can think... defend
2: themselves?
1: Yeah. Who can do, defend do, themselves? Do
0: you think that's uh, all, all right? So, do you think society is uh, has been molded so that the the populace are like sheep? They're just easily controlled. It could...
2: looks that way. You, you really do, yeah. No, I said it looks that way, <clears> but <throat> it also could just be that way out of chance or. You know, it's not like it could. It could be a conspiracy. It could not be a conspiracy. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It, it, it certainly looks both ways. Mm. Insanely, like you could go one of each way and not really blame anybody for going either side of the fence. But, but that's neither there you nor know, there. What is, um, is is the daily, and and so a big thing for me is uh, I sp- I live in Venice, right? So Venice
1: Beach, and
0: I like that. I like that phrase. What is is the daily. Actually, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What is is you you just your daily routine. Well, it's now, isn't it? It's living well, in
1: the moment. It's daily, the daily thing that the you know. <clears throat> we all want to be this frigging Buddhist like guru god like whatever. You You're know? already that. Basically. Well, <laughs> you know, that, that's he's, not, so, he's so humble. That's not for me to decide. That's what the the masses say about me. But anyway. But we all attain to do something better and whatever, but some sometimes it's just not practical you can't think and be in the moment all the time as much as you wish to as much as you want to, you right, have to right, right project your thoughts to the future. okay, what am I going to do next week i've got to figure out how to do now what I can you know make easier later on. We have mm. to have that, and we also pull from the past too you can't get away ever, uh, uh, ever from from what's molded and you can't sometimes get away from the things that have you know stuck you in the leg as a thorn and, and, and that pain's still there and you can still revisit that memory you can always be pulled back into the past and all that kind of stuff i think it's impractical to think that everyone can be this person that can be right. right in that moment right. it's just not practical
2: yeah you'd, no, be, you'd it, be almost like psychotic well you know yeah, on a daily
1: in this society you'd be like the t 1000 or something exactly yeah, that's right. it's, it's right? hard to attain it's hard to attain but as much as you can more often than not we like or i think it would be a nice thing for you to do and and spend thinking about just on the daily it would be a nice thing for you as a person and that would grow you as a rich person inside Mm. and again going back to that let's feed yourself let's feed this knowledge like we're all uh sitting here we're all characteristics of wanting to do a little better or wanting to explore or wanting to expand that horizon that that is your mind Mm -hmm. you know hence why we're here and we're not living in the country where we were born you know we didn't get the choice to be uh born where we were born but we still got that choice to expand horizons or not listen to the people that are telling you do this and do that and and you'll be good and keep them blinkers on and don't look anywhere else Uh, and we chose not to do that and we chose to expand the horizons Hmm. I had a conversation with a student the other day and I was they were asking a little bit actually no it wasn't a student it was the woman at the dog park Right. Yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. one I told you about yeah. this The woman at the dog park, and she was asking me, "Where are you are from? Your your accent sounds northern," and blah blah blah. Her husband happened to be English too, and I was explaining how I wanted always, and I got good at being alone. So I practiced at being alone, so I got good at it. So that meant that I could practice about not worrying about what people think, or not worrying about what the gang was doing, or not worrying about being in a in a situation of okay I'm comfortable because everyone's doing the same and nobody's doing anything different and, and everything looks good I got good at being away from that so I kept expanding my perimeter expanding my perimeter first it was with a bicycle and then it was at the side of the lake and then it was being alone at the side of the lake fishing and then it was, the the then it was a motorcycle and so me my, my catching my, rabbits uh, yeah you know shooting and catching rabbits and snaring and stuff and then it was like okay well now I'm <laughs> Trout tickle I've tickled a few trouts in my time. Let me tell you. Your willies
0: like this. i rolling up your rolling up your trousers. I'll tell you
1: what, a, a couple of pikes too. Pikes, of pikes, pikes bite. I hear they do, but only if you're careful. You can get away with it. Really? But anyway, the 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 point is that you're expanding horizons. You're expanding that, that knowledge and that that understanding of the world. And I think we yeah. all share the same thing. We mm-hmm. want to know why. Yeah. And we want Expansion, to question everything. Right expansion and is that consci- is
2: that so? Is that a consciousness thing, like a consciousness? Expansion. Well,
1: I think a conscious thing is that you don't conform or soulful, you don't
2: like a soulful thing. Mm. Is that is that the true spirit, a spiritual? I don't know if it's a sp- I, you know
0: what I think it is. In my case, it's it's a, almost like a panic, and and this may not be the right word I'm using, but th- th- we've only got a certain amount of hours, certain amount of heartbeats, certain amount of certain amount of time on this earth, and just fitting in as much as possible of what you really want to do and then taking into consideration that you have to work, you have to sleep, you know, mm. y- you have to do other things that take away time from that.
2: Mm.
0: It's kind of distressing in many ways, mm. for me. And there's-
1: For you, but not for others. <clears throat> and, and, and I think that's down to the individual because you see mm. many people, and I, I grew up with people that are maybe third generation of a factory worker. Mm. I actually worked on a factory for, for a period yeah. of time at, at Dalton, so I got to see these people. Royal Dalton, like, yeah. Royal yeah. Dalton. And, the leak yeah and three generations in you know the 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 father and the grandfather worked on this factory and stuff and I'm like don't you want to do anything different like is this, this it? it's almost genetic after a while this though this isn't it? it? well it's learned isn't it? it's learned yeah. you're told you know you're told you're not supposed to do that you're told even though you want to or maybe something within you that you want to explore you're told as a little kid bang you know slap across the knuckles you know you're going to be seen and not heard and you conform it's and
2: an, a... an archetype though that, the wanderer right
1: it is but there's not many the of them Zimmerman the,
2: I don't know the, 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 well
0: a Zimmerman was like a wandering like a nomad uh, well like a, a, a like a wandering artisan in certain, in 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 a sense, you mean like a doctor
2: That they, they,
0: they yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> they go from one thing
2: to the other, learning. You know, like it like an artesian, like an artist type thing.
0: Y- yeah, usually they I, they'd think, be, that's what I meant, Usually would like have a, a bohemian. They'd, yeah,
1: they'd have a trade, yeah. Yeah, and they'd go from that's town what I meant, to that's town. What and who like a dawser? Li- like lad. <laughs> that's what I said. A <laughs> <doctor>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> a dirty dawser. Uh, but yeah, there's the them people that are just
0: drifting into that. Yeah, I was going to say that. Tyson Fury.
1: That's the word
0: I was thinking of. Um, and, and I was thinking of what Tyson Fury's catchphrase is, and it is: it's Dosser. Oh. Dosser, yeah. Yeah, do-set. what a Dosser. We used to say that all the time. I know, yeah.
1: What are you doing? Oh, I'm going for a dos, more yeah. dos, And it just meant just knobbing <laughs> off, like yeah. doing now. Just being a. You know, w- w- what was the thing that you used to. Yeah, it's in the clouds. That was what you used to always say to to me or, or other people. When you weren't that person that would conform, when <clears throat> you weren't that person that was listening to that, just. Diarrhea of shit that was coming out of the teacher or the person's, yeah. you know, mouth that, that they were talking about crap that wasn't any way, shape, or form interesting to you and it didn't pertain to any part of your life at that moment in time. Yeah. Oh, he's just a kid with his head in the clouds. Well, yeah, I was a dreamer, dreaming for bigger things. I didn't want these constrictive uh, uh, blinkers on. I wanted to go and do other things. I wanted to see and 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 feel that expansion because I'd practiced at being alone, so it wasn't scary to me.
0: But uh, but aloneness not loneliness but aloneness can be very alluring after a while especially when you've done it for a while absolutely Absolutely. and it it becomes very hard then to actually be around somebody live with somebody or or be intimate with somebody on a a grand scale you know uh, once you've been alone for a while it's kind of it's almost the way to be you know what would bring you back Mm. you think the right kind of person or people check it out
2: though what is aloneness man like I don't know I, I, I guess so I guess, I guess as far as people go I hear what you're saying you know? yeah
1: yeah because we are social animals you know we're social, that's we need, why, we that's, why the Zim,
2: that's why the Zimman Zim- is an interesting character the wanderer because there's a sense of aloneness but at the same time you're going from place to place which is wh- really, where you see people right you said something so you, you, really you get, you get the best to, of both worlds you get the ability to kind of peace out but at the same time to peace in to, get the, to, 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 find, to find those new people
1: You said something really poignant earlier that struck me. We were talking about the school days when you were uh, a teacher and you were... were I was a learning mentor, I wasn't a teacher technically. Well, well, in a sense you were teaching people, you were learning people a different way of looking at the world. Which brings me to my next point. You said earlier about, okay, we have all this stuff, we have this technology, we have all these things that we can partake in as far as immediate uh, uh, attention-grabbing, Media or whatever it is, you know, it's either, you know, somebody talking to your phone or whatever, or computer. And you said something really important and you said, look at nature, look outside, just go outside and stand there and look around. And everything's just amazing. The trees, the birds, you know, the sunset. Just something that was that was naturally there and it's there every
2: day that we just kind of get it's free and it's, free. And it's and it? oh yeah my, it was my, was it when my sister said that any day that she goes outside exactly with that. her husband and her son which is my nephew it's the best day ever mm. if you just go outside as a family it's the best day ever mm. you don't have to do anything else that day because she mm. went outside altogether oh, that's what's up man that's that's some real truth right there
1: yeah, just just you know, looking at the ants, taking a moment. And yeah, I just... do. I
0: actually find ants fascinating. Now you now you say that, I just find the organisational capabilities of ants to yeah. be just fantastic. And I actually don't like, uh, diverting them. You know, like if I get ants in here, I really don't. I don't like it. I, I, you know, when you see people go, "There's ants everywhere." Well, they're not. They're in a straight line, and they're they're there for a purpose. No. They're actually on a purpose. That's you don't crazy. see them like. All over the place. You just see them in a straight line, going to a specific food source, and then taking that food source back. They're so organized that I don't consider them dirty, mm. because I think something that
2: organized can't be no, they can't
1: diseased. Be dirty. You know they what I can't mean? It's a higher level of, of consciousness. they're
2: clean-ish. They're clean as heck, dude. When you see what ants and bees do, oh,
0: unbelievable! Oh, bees, especially. Gosh. I'd love to be. I'd love to learn beekeeping. And in all fairness. I think that that's one of the highest echoes. if you look at um, if you look at a lot of very learned people that became they became yeah. beekeepers they'd be like Socrates Plato
2: you know why because yeah. I think it's I think it's kind of simple you think you think they're getting out of that I, kind of I think, I think it's really easy to do and it's amazing like I uh, I put royal jelly in my hair sometimes you know what royal jelly is yeah of course Yeah. so I put that in my hair sometimes and, and, and it dries real hard like you can twist your hair into like dreadlocks basically so I like anyway whatever and that uh, when I do that I, so, there'll be like 20 bees in my hair all crawling around and people will be taking photos of my head and it feels so cool to have bees in your hair like it like feels good and are no, you talking about real bees Is real, that real bees I so you allow
0: bees to be in your hair yeah you're a nutcase no man nature's <laughs> no, real no this
2: is the new thing nature's oh, real you. dude Nature, <laughs> nature's like an amazing thing and not, not not necessarily to be afraid of but if you go swatting at them and you start agitating that's a different story you know plus what? don't I'm, don't do what I'm saying if anybody's listening to this. hopefully nobody's listening but uh Oh, they're listening. Or at least, at least they're not listening to what I'm oh, saying. No, they're listening. They're listening.
1: Oh, they're I'm listening. all about
2: it. They might not say Don't they're listening, listen to me. but they're listening. <laughs>
1: they're watching.
2: Don't listen to me. I'm just a little guy from Swindon living it up.
1: But you know, Aha. I, Aha. I noticed that when when you get bees or wasps, Or used to come around me. I, you know, I never used to swat them. Or I don't swat them, and I've never no. been stung by a bee. Wasps like, I don't like, tickle- but bees I they love. They
2: tickle you. They
1: I walk
0: just, on your skin. Just yeah. move them away. But the bees here are different. Do you remember bumblebees yeah. when we were a kid. Yeah. Do you big, remember them? Big, big I don't bumble- see bumblebees big, big around here. What they say as bees. I see as wasps. I'm like, that's a yeah, wasp. And they dude. Go, no, that's a bit. I go, no, bumble. I, I remember bumblebees. But, but they're, they're the loveliest
2: Wasps here are bees, though. Yeah, yeah. there are wasps here. Whatever they are, those are real, man. Those are some gnarliness. Yeah, but in England, wasps are not really much. And a
0: bee, uh, in England, a bumblebee—if it stings you—that it's dead.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: So, so obviously they're preserving that that for life and death. Mm-hmm. But the idea of honey, making honey, beekeeping, the 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 the, the combs that they make—it's just absolute. That that kind of that
2: kind of inbred
1: engineering engineering uh, that's genetic genetic genetic,
2: is just fascinating to me
1: Mm -hmm. you
2: know bro there was a time in Venice about two or three years ago and I don't know exactly what happened but somebody said that sometimes people will bring a queen bee and they'll just put it somewhere And, and I guess somebody put one on a on a bicycle seat and it was right on the boardwalk in Venice and about three hours later It dude, was just full. Bro, there was a million bees on it. Drones. And all after, the and after about four or five hours there was a full on comb and it was there for about forty eight hours wow. maybe longer than forty eight hours, dude. It was crazy. The bees. They had to corner it all off They had police there twenty four seven. It's just a great gift to humanity, and you see, are, a, you a great see how gift. easy, you see how quick and easy, and, and effortless it is, and it blows your mind. And you know what's interesting too is if you look at the um, the nose of the uh, the Voyager or whatever it is, whatever they use to come back into Earth, mm-hmm. right? When they go to space, they use the honeycomb design mm-hmm. on the nose because it's it's pretty much a, 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 a it's, it's, it's the, the most strong. It's, it's the best way. It's the best strength, mm-hmm. like uh, format design or whatever it is that, that it's hexagonal it's full, design or, uh, yeah. something about the geometry of it yeah it's just number one you know and it's, it's like the bees go to mm-hmm. the guy that I know that is a beekeeper he, he tells me stories. I could tell you a million stories but I don't know. and, and it, after he told me one of the stories he he talks about how in Egypt they always buried the mummies or the kings the pharaohs when they mummified them they'd always bury them with honey right mm. and uh, he says that the Egyptians uh learned from the bees like he always talks about it to me it's crazy because if you look at the bees if you go into a beehive if a lizard gets into a beehive the bees will kill it and mummify it
0: Holy heck They'll
2: take out all of its internal organs And then they'll mummify it in propolis To make it antiseptic, antibacterial, antimicrobial Holy god Dude it's crazy man Bees are amazing And they're just buzzing around Check it out David Attenborough Planet Earth You've probably seen it Of course yeah So they go up into this tree somewhere in Whereverville And it's just a huge beehive And they're a million miles up A tree You know what I'm saying It's unbelievable wherever they are And um, they say watch this and they get a stick it's classic and they just put it close to the beehive and as soon as the stick gets to a certain area of the beehive they don't touch the beehive because they're conservation animal lovers so they don't actually poke the hive but when they get close enough to the hive the bees go from being on the hive and some of them just kind of floating around in like a constant moving like and then they'll go on and others will come off and fly around they go from just chilling when the stick comes, they all glue to the hive, and they they pulsate like a wave oh, wow. that moves all the way through the hive like a like a perfect wave. So they all become one instantaneously. Wow, psychic mm-hmm. is real. Yep, they all instantly unite in, in motion, man, and and they do that to show so that they appear to be one giant entity right. moving as one. And they are really. like like the back of a, and they are. a. the back of a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Right, the Rhodesian, like the yeah, back yeah. of a cat they try to simulate I mean what yeah. and that happens in a split second just by putting a stick there
1: yeah just by putting some imminent danger mm. they change from their just their, by getting near yeah just they change from their demeanor and, to it,
2: and this is uh, this is bees not going to school not creating electricity not <laughs> do you know what I mean just as bees just doing it's genetic behaviour and it's it's fascinating it's not just genetic behaviour it's um what do you call that unexplainable
1: really it is. is you know
2: nature, nature. it's na- n- natural a- elemental life or something i mean who 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 knows what that is who knows what that's called but th- well, that that that's a that's an ancestral um
1: it's a survival technique don't you think it's it's something that's been it's something been
2: it's like it's biblical procured. man it's well, more yeah. than that i mean that that's as real as it gets mm. you know and 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 I think of when I see that I, I automatically think like what, what what do humans do that's like that? So if people dance together, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If people sing together, that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know, motion pictures are very popular because it's nice when people
1: unite in that way. But then, I, when people mourn, when people mourn for somebody,
2: when people mourn, yeah, the the human the human connection is pretty cool.
1: You mean like a connection like? On but it mask? seems
2: to be effortless, you know. Like yeah. my point is that we all go to schools and we do all this fancy stuff, and maybe it's just my minuscule mind not being able to comprehend things but i see something so great in what those bees do in that moment Mm -hmm. and it makes me think that that's something that we're not doing or something Mm -hmm. i can't help but think that maybe it's because i'm ungrateful Mm -hmm. but but Uh, i really do and i think about that a lot of the times in nature when i when i see birds of paradise the mm -hmm. males when they do those dances have you seen those yeah yeah
1: what i used to what
2: what is your version of that When you
1: go up and talk to a girl, is that what you do? No, I don't go up to talk to girls. No, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like
2: where's your that? Where nature
1: just goes, bim. My, my. I mean, maybe it's. I I don't know. Suppose it's the way I dress. It's the way I cover myself in tattoos. It's the way I walk. It's the way I throw my shoulders back and chest out, or whatever. You know, we all have these these gestures where you. well, you can go one or two ways. You know, you feel good about yourself or you feel down about yourself and your posturing and and the way you present yourself to the world can indicate that. My Maybe. posturing is supposed to... That seems disconnected colored.
2: to me, though, because what we were talking about with the bees and the other animals, well, yeah. that seems so much more connected with its own species. It
1: is, but we can't walk around with, like...
2: No, I know. You
1: know, we can't, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only so much that you can do now society's been constructed to be a certain way, so there's only certain ways that we can... Do something which is so primal, you know you could walk around and, and, and start beating your chest and be primal saying yeah i i 'm alpha male, and you know everybody wants to mate with me because i 've got the most you know fearsome kind of growl or whatever you know you could go primal like that and still get the same result as far as making yourself seen, but we can 't do that in society because of the constraint constraints do you think've we le- do you
0: think we 've unlearned it because uh, of because of the way society
1: and we 've had to unlearn it and i don 't know whether um, the reason we've had to unlearn it is, um, is is, because in that sense it would be hard to control everybody because everyone who's a male had the access to be an alpha male hmm. like or, or has the chance or the choice maybe to want to be an alpha male. We have pecking orders in society and if we had so many opportunities to be in a pecking order and choose that pecking order or want that pecking order, it, could, it would be kind of chaotic. So I think we've been orchestrated to move away from that in some way and that is probably by the biggest uh, alpha male which is the one who has the most resources the one who has the most power the most leverage and, and that has come not with um, fear anymore that's come with wealth and, and, and the ability to have resources because of wealth you know you can't you can't put your emphasis on okay I'm the one who's going to rule this kingdom now by killing people Certain places in the world, you can't still happens. You know, certain places that we're not privy to, that is happening right now. That there's people slaughtering people for their gain, uh, to keep them in the position that they're in. Yeah. And and, mob and we mentality. Uh, well yeah, mob mentality, but also. The government that we have now, and the governments are now, in and and the the first world countries that we have, they're still a part of that game that goes on behind our, behind our. Yeah. Um, um, view that we have there's still bombings going on there's still bombing and there's still um, ammunition and, and bombs and uh, weapons of war that are funded by governments that actually don't get seen to be doing that per se but they are involved in it and it's all for that cause where the people at the very very top the 1% of the people in the world they're still allowing themselves to be and, and making sure that they're they're in that position by that they they. it like the, national war the machine, game right? you know what there's it there's a, whole, there's a world now, and the world's really small because the technology has allowed us to understand that the world's really small. So if the world's really small, then there's still an opportunity for people to question things. So you don't need people questioning things. You need people to be shutting up and getting on with what they're doing, which is being controlled. Yeah, But don't
0: you think that technology is, has, has kind of wiped that aside to a certain... And, and what I'll say is, I think our gift as humanity right now is adaptability.
1: Well, and, I think, and I'll tell yeah, you the more adaptable
0: survival. you are the more liable you are to succeed in the hierarchy of things and I'll, for, for instance I, I've always been like a technophobe you know yeah, Right. So, so some new technology will come along and it'll take me a while to get my, hand, uh, my head around it but I know some people who are very adaptable so they'll, they'll pick up a new technology very quickly Chuck yeah. is one who, who at 87 years old a new technology will come along and they'll pick it up instantly and they'll be on it you know, it's a far cry from 1931 mm. to now, you know, yeah. and, and that has created a situation where he's, he's, he's living in the present. Mm. He's able to reach out to a lot more people. He's able to, he, he understood back in the day, fi- finances and technology of the day
1: mm. Mm. and
0: where that would lead. Mm. And I think the more, so, so the more adaptable you are, regardless of your social economic start, in these days, Mm -hmm. the more liable you're going to be to succeed in any capacity. Because we know that as soon as you get financially successful in this particular society, then every other door opens Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And it's it's easier now than it has been for any other generation. Because this technology here, right in your phone... Can 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 you can create a multi million dollar business in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. or get any piece of information you could possibly a want? Billion a, a Billion dollar business. A billion dollar business. Kylie Jenner, right? Of course, yeah. You know, I mean, you look at that. That doesn't mean to say Crazy. you look at someone like Kylie Jenner and you say, and, and I don't mean to, you know, to, to put it down here, but you, you don't say, well, she's a member of Mensa, you know, she's she's a Princeton grad. Yeah. You, you just you just say, well, all right, right, she understands social media. She understands what the trends are and she's put them both together and she's created a billion dollar industry. <clears throat> Some people don't like that idea, but it's, it's just the way it is, Oh yeah. right? The, the, the more fame you get, the more exposure you get, the more you'll get when it comes to cash, mm-hmm. advertising and so on and so forth.
1: So therefore then the bird with the, with the most beautiful dance, the, the brightest feathers gets the pick of all the, the, the prospective mates? yeah
0: mm.
2: however it
1: may well, be more exposure
0: and, and and you think about it it's always the 100 to 1 now it's the billion to 1 right so you know th- there was always a thing with us when we when we were at school we'd always we'd always be like well you know you know you you'd, you'd approach a chick and she'd go no you, you not would, you no, and you'd never. go all right and you got the next one no and you got the next one no you might not have had this t- scenario that, but yeah. but the thing is th- there was a few of us who weren't exactly going to be doing a GQ cover shot in the, in, in, in the near future and would go, well, out of every 100, one of them's got to say, yeah. Right? <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I mean? Right. I understand what okay. you're saying. Okay, so with that being said, now it's not 100 to 1. It's like there's millions out there. Yeah. And out of those millions, it's like, well, if there's a million, then there's 10,000 who will say, yeah. And that translates to everything. That's not just a sexual thing that's when it comes to money or when it comes to influence Mm -hmm. or when it comes to getting your message out, right? Mm -hmm. A billion people, you could possibly get a billion people to listen to what you're saying. And at that billion people, if a million just take heed, Mm -hmm. then you've got something, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not necessarily the social economic um, um, position you were born into it's how adaptable you are. Yeah,
1: how you're going to look at the times you know? and, and, and make sure. the best of what you've got in front of you.
0: Yeah, so adaptability is the key to success, really.
1: What is success?
2: What's the key to adaptability? Is that, exactly. Exactly. Is that an
1: innate
2: intelligence, intelligence? Or is it something that your parents put in you? Or well, the again, environment? It or both? Or it, neither. Could, it could be a little bit of... I mean, I know there's no answer to that. I'm tongue-in-cheek asking it, but...
1: No, but what about... Uh, let's but I, what I, about
2: agree, I agree that, um, the people that the people adaptability that not... is key to... Well, it's, it's, it's how you've been how did brought up, like, they talk about evolution, right, Ev- evolving.
1: How did you adapt to not being in England because you didn't like it? How did you, Dave, adapt to not being in England when you didn't like it? How did I adapt? To the situation. What was your adaptability that you are in England, you didn't like it? What am I going to do? What was the <laughs> adaption? Um... <clears throat> Mine was, I can't wait to get out of this hole. Yeah. Mine was panic.
0: That was, the longer I spend here, the longer I'm not
2: doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That was the underlying, that was the main focus. Yeah. And on some level, it was, I, I just used to love going places. I'd always had friends in Europe or friends somewhere or friends in America I could come visit. And every time I would visit somebody outside of England, I would go, oh, my God. So like, the return think? journey was always, okay, I need to make one there's no return. I felt the same. Where I had there's a, no return return of journey. jealousy
0: from people who lived outside of England. Uh, there was one a gym I was training in, Bodyline Gym in Leeds, seventeen just before I left England. Mm. And this guy t- turned around at one point, and he was kind of a... He, in the gym, he was kind of respected, you know?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And And he said... Big man on campus. Yeah, so what, what, what we do is... The, 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 all, all, the, all the equipment known as a
1: prick to everybody else no
0: no no he was a real nice <laughs> guy but the thing is it's a nice prick I, I remember this he had a mullet oh he did and, and I thought fuck it if, if only, excuse me I thought heck if only I could grow a mullet like that back in like <laughs> ni- you know what I mean back in like 1992 <laughs> I had a mullet. And, and I'm like god so this guy he was kind of bit. He was, he, he was, well into training and he said well I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to Australia and I thought you lucky bastard you're getting out of here, God, how can I get out of here? Yeah. you know you 're getting out of here and i and I remember just this innate sense of jealousy he 's going to australia he 's going to the furthest possible place from here, yeah, a place that 's warm and a place that's now obviously you, you know you, your problems in Australia or your problems in the United States in Southern California are just as pertinent as your problems back home, really. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a better environment that's all, but I remember that one particular instance, and I thought to myself, "I gotta go. So I've there gotta was, get out of here."
1: So there was an element of, like you say, there's an element of jealousy, but then there's also an element of adventure. There was also an element that I'm sure that you went through. How am I gonna do it? Yeah. And then there's an, also an element of well, how am I gonna do it, and and what am I gonna face if I go and do it? Do you like, know
0: what? The, you know what the what biggest kicker was about doing it. This is this is how I justified. Giving up everything is the fact that i didn 't have anything, and I thought to myself when I was a, when I was a kid obviously I' been kicked out, I was on my own I had a few family members who were very you know very giving, but I said to myself, I could be in England working a crap job, not doing what I want to be doing or living somebody else or living somewhere else, working a crap job, but at the same time doing what I really want to be doing. Mm. All I've got to do is leave. So when I went and did a recce in Dublin, I remember going to a hostel and thinking, this is £8 a night and I get breakfast. That's not my bed in England. You know, sharing a bathroom with five other people is twice as expensive as that.
1: Oh.
2: I can do this.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the... the uh...
2: What was that? What's that? Where did you go to? From Dublin. from
0: England to Ireland, to Dublin, right, right, right. And when I came to America, I remember saying to my boss, "You know, I'm going." And one of the girls who worked in the nightclub of the people I used to work for, um, they the my the, the people I worked for owned a nightclub, and we used to do shifts in the nightclub, just because we didn't we weren't drinkers. So they said, "Well, this is a this is extra for you if you want to do it." So it was our way of socializing. So she said to me you're not coming back. And I said, I'm only going for two weeks. I'm going to America for two weeks. I'm just going on a busman's holiday to do a bit of training. You're not coming back. I went, whatever. I never came back. So <laughs> I went on is holiday.
1: Real. Psychic is real. So I went on holiday
0: for two weeks and stayed 18 years.
1: <laughs> Good.
0: Bizarre, right?
1: Well, not bizarre, really. And the, the night
0: he and I met, was my my second week in in um, California, and he's walking towards me. You're you're going towards town, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm coming back to Eighth Street, and I saw this the way he was walking.
1: I was walking. What was I doing? Peacocking?
0: Y- yeah, it, <laughs> it, you, you. It's like shaping. You were like like this, and I, I, it was like a silhouette as I see it in my mind because it was dark, right? Yeah, it was dark. And I remember, and I thought, fuck it. He's from Northern England. And and we're walking and I, and I had said in my mind, I thought if I walk right towards him, he's not going to move. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, in my head. And I, and he goes and I thought right, what's this? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this as an experiment. And I'm walking towards him and he's walking towards me and we literally got that close and and it was almost like get out of my get out of my way. Yeah yeah yeah. And I went, you're from Northern England, remember that? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah are you? I went yeah. Where are you from? And he, I went. Well, we said well wh- what are we gonna do? I don't know. Well, let's go and try we'll and find, find somewhere. Point. So we went off... We went into a... Uh, there was a door open, right?
1: We heard music. We heard, we heard music. And, and we, just we just walked
0: into in. somebody's house. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and they just welcomed us in. Yep. Gave
1: us
2: a beer. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, and that's how we met. But going back to that peacocking and going back to how you present <laughs> yourself to the world, I was walking alone down that street the way I would walk alone in a street in England. Yes, thank you. And you, you, you were that. walking in England <laughs> just because... You had to be the alpha male, you had to be yeah. that person And if show you show weakness, if you walk weakness. to the
0: side like this, yep. somebody's going to have you. Yep. So you'd have to be like, no, uh, this is me, yep. this is my street, it's walk, not their street. Walk, walk <laughs> uh, it's, yeah.
1: it's the way of, of presenting yourself to the world. And sometimes <laughs> it can be harsh, but sometimes it's, nece- it's necessary. Dog eat dog, right? If you're not the biggest dog, you're going to get eaten. Yeah. That's just a mentality that you grow up in in your environment. You know, and, and that's just the way it is. You find yourself on that pecking order. Where do you want to be on that pecking order? Do you want to be at the top, dictating what happens underneath you? You know, shit rolls down, right? Yeah. So it's 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 just that... Maybe it's just that quality that all humans have. You just have that innate quality to find yourself I think on that it's, pecking order. I think
0: what it is, it's, it's an inequality that blokes in general have, men. And, not and, anymore. And, no, but, no, but this is, this is the thing.
1: Have you
0: been to West Hollywood? Oh, yeah, I was there. The I was staying was in a motel there? there the last couple of days. I tell you. I, it's I, all I, confusing I, it's, to me. But this is, what was, this is one thing that's not confusing to me, is the fact that this idea of the toxic male or toxic masculinity is something that I find reviling. I just don't think it exists. Yeah, I I honestly don't. I think I think the thing is this, is that as a man, you try and be as compassionate as possible, but you always have to have a side of you that's willing to, to be nasty, hmm. and and the reason being is because that's how we've always been. Mm-hmm. We've always we've always had to protect what's ours. Mm-hmm. Ever since the woolly mammoth. Do you remember we were talking about it yesterday? Yeah. We talked about the woolly mammoth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It you, you, we, were about be... um, um, we were talking
1: about
0: living <laughs> the, in a cave.
1: No, know, the invention of sleeping bags. Oh, yeah. The invention of A silkworm up there. <laughs>
0: you're like, God, I'm bloody cold. And there's a worm up there that's got a nice little
1: cocoon. No, it was you're sitting in your fucking cave, right? Sorry, excuse me. Like, I'm, go swear, like, go a, ahead. whatever. Nobody cares. But you're sitting in your cave, like you're Neanderthal man. You're sitting in your cave. and You can't go out and do your daily Piltdown hunt. down man. Yeah, you, you can't go out and do your daily hunt because the mammoth's around. And, you know, you just got to bind your time until you can go out. The mammoth's classic, knocking classic about. Classic caveman farts. Yeah. So you're looking in the cave and you're bored. And you're, you're thinking, you know, I'm freezing here it's pissing down outside the mammoth's about triching about I can't go out and get me War, uh, can't go out and get me me or whatever yeah and you look up in the corner of the cave above your, your musings your little like drawings on the wall that you've been making because you've been bored things to do and you see things to do as a caveman and you see this this spider put in its prey in a cocoon yeah. and it's in this cocoon and you go jesus christ that looks pretty warm
0: you don't say G- he wasn't born okay, for well, like two million say, years did
1: you say what would you say what ancient you say? egyptians
0: yeah no would it be even you'd say- it would be long before that wouldn't it you'd, you'd say something you'd say like
1: holy pharaoh no you wouldn't even say holy pharaoh before it that it's before, before religion no. what could you it's say oh the sun it's a, a holy, holy sun. sun yeah holy sun yeah holy sun sun Ro- worshippers yeah Ro- Ro- Ro-
2: maybe maybe they didn't need to do that then maybe they were complete maybe they were walking guys I, no I think they
0: were I think they probably sun worshipped they saw a big yellow orange ball in the sky yes. and they were like that's got to be it it's it's warming
1: mythological creatures that were born about by imagination when you were you know sleeping in your cave at night and you're thinking something's going to get you it could have been a a bear i don't think they were mythological i think they were real it could have been an accumulation of all them things it could have been that you know your imagination mermen yeah mermen half man half woman it's
2: mermen half bird (laughs) they're all over the place
1: (laughs) But anyway, you're looking at this frigging spider, and you're thinking to yourself, "Look at that! That's oh, a lovely yeah. little cocoon that that spider's made around its prey. That looks pretty warm. Mm. And what is that shit coming out of the spider's ass? Like, what is that silk? What is that stuff? Because we were talking about so the first everything starts from a thought, right? So everything starts. That's a exactly from what we're talking thought. about. Yeah. The first
2: sleeping bag was a dookie sleeping bag.
1: Maybe I don't know. Who knows? But
2: <laughs> like, but what happened know, when that first?
1: What happened when that person saw silk coming out of a silkworm? Yeah. How did that go from? You know, making something out of uh, it's the soap bizarre. to clothing. You know, it all comes from a thought, and back to what I was saying. Everything yeah. is internal. Everything is internal inside our minds, and everything inside our minds has to emanate outwards. And it's amazing what you can do and what you can achieve when you let that happen. When you let what's inside your body and inside your mind emanate outwards, instead of being told what you need to be uh, doing or, or or thinking, and and pushing everything back in and and suppressing that inner feeling. Mm. I think it was a little... It's impressive that you, you know what I I actually little,
0: uh, got I was concentrating on Jack there for while you were doing that and the last like 5 seconds of that. Yeah. So I didn't quite get the last 5 Ew. seconds. Yeah, can You're can you just, talking can about can the we've the last
2: five
0: got <laughs> he, we've got the dog here with us is is a little uh, Jack Russell and his name is imaginatively he's got, Jack.
2: He's got a piece on him too so watch out. No right I just mean on the hall. Look at him. Oh,
1: yeah, he's uh, a he's a stud, man. He's my little um, compadre. That's
0: right. Um, and he's right here with us, but he's got nothing to say at the moment.
1: He's got a lot of things to uh, show us, but not much to say.
0: All right, Dave, so tell us a bit about yourself. I, I, you're like a mystery man, as far as I'm concerned, because this is my f- this is the first time I've ever met Dave. It feels like I've known you for, like... At least a year, maybe, maybe more than that, At least a year. And that
1: was kind of the feeling that me and you got when yeah. we first met At least that a year. and same with me and you, David, it was that feeling that I got too we we're very much akin in how we present ourselves to the world I feel we yeah. we're you know very uh, what i what I think is forthcoming as far as how we think and how we you know want to be as far as giving and being uh being truthful to the world, telling people who we are what we mm. think and and where we are in that 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 I suppose that position.
2: Yeah, that's that's something that gets a lot of my attention. Um, how uh, disengaged I was. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but how disengaged I was, even as a quote-unquote healthy person growing up, and putting together the pieces to really have a, a good working body. Mm. You know, w- whether it's appropriate exercise or diet or diet's a major thing um, in England, man. I mean it's a major thing everywhere, you know, that saying everybody eats. It's it's like the biggest thing on the planet. It's bigger than religion. Uh it's bigger than everything. But and, and it's so controversial, you can't really talk about it too much because people will that com- it, you know, the conversation doesn't really happen a lot of the time because people have so many stigmas around it. Mm. So that's why I don't talk about it too much because it's rough you know everybody's got everybody and especially these days everybody's like an expert especially like health and wellness like everybody's it's like reiki man everybody's this reiki master these days oh yoga so. yoga i mean i'm surprised how many people teach <laughs> yoga i'm like
0: how many yoga teachers are there out there
2: you know <laughs> too many i mean yoga is cool if you're doing it of course I'm yeah it's i'm not saying it's not
0: cool i'm just saying there's a lot of people yeah out there yoga a big thing t- uh, who teachers i married one month. Teach married teacher. You married a yoga.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, married yoga <laughs> teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I give
2: it's... it a
1: go. I'm G- yoga.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yoga's a beast, man. Yoga is definitely something. It depends what kind of yoga I you're doing. You're there's training. a lot of yoga out there. There's like dog
0: yoga. There's like <laughs> getting drunk yoga. Yoga know. when you're... there's like angry yoga. <laughs> I heard the thing yesterday that you're screaming and pissing and moaning when you're when you're in stretch positions. I would be screaming and pissing and moaning <laughs> in stretch positions to tell you the truth. But that there's so many different forms of yoga now.
2: I don't like the hot yoga. I think that's weird. That
0: would something that I would probably do well with because I'm not a flexible person, yeah. and in a hot environment, I think I'd be more flexible.
2: Yeah, but yoga's so hot anyway. I can't yeah. understand why you need the heat.
1: So going back to you and your A little bit of something about you. Uh-huh. You studied a lot about nutrition and health. Hel- and Just, food just and wellness,
2: health, and wellness, just yeah. wellness basically. I was always I've always been obsessed with wellness. Mm. Always for some mm. reason. I don't were know you why.
0: sick as a kid?
2: Oh, or, oh, or no, just, just just usual, just usual sick. You know what I right. mean? Like colds and yeah, flu and stuff. regular shit. You go, you go in a swimming pool, you get an ear infection. Mm. You know, just mm. random shit. You get a stomach bug once a year or something. Um, so what so, was it
1: that really drew you to figuring out food and nutrition and, and what's?
2: I've always thought it made a lot of sense, and I've always felt a lot of contempt to the foods that I ate, even though I enjoyed eating them. So I used to like uh I used to like pigging out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's why I still love that that's why I, I have a certain not authority, but I have a certain like uh conviction in my words because I I've come from a place where like I would throw up after I eat I would do that for weeks mm. or I would just not eat for weeks do you consider that bulimia I mean will you believe well, it it's not for me to consider it but it is considered that right. in okay. the DSM criteria mm. right. so I'm just saying like all sorts of eating contempt Right. I'm trying to put mm. it in less yeah. than a million words so I, I always knew it in my brain and I always knew it on a real simple level like I, one day you're going to look back on the times when you did this this and this and it, and it will fa- fascinate you almost mm. and I knew that at a very early age and then when I when I came out here, I met a girl who had been living a certain lifestyle, without getting into it and saying a bunch of buzzwords, um, and it really interested me. It was like uh, more of a um, you know a natural approach to living. And she she didn't, she didn't cook anything. She didn't use any animal products at all, and it was delicious. I I enjoyed everything. And after a certain amount of time of living that way, I started to feel good, and I started meeting people that had been doing it for decades and they had even greater stories of encouragement in that domain. Mm-hmm. And it's been only things of that nature and, but in my own experience and doing my own practice, like my Jeet Kune Do of wellness, so to speak, right, yeah. so to that's speak not, that's which we all point have. Point. We all have that ability. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: I think some more than others, we were talking about this, about that con- uh, consistency, commitment mm. and, and passion, mm. but you can't have the consistency and commitment without having that passion to stick onto one thing and learn it in mastery. Mm. You can have consistency and and, and and commitment to many different things which we have available today. We've got all these different kind of subjects and all these different uh, uh, um, stimulus. That It's just too much. And, and people get committed to being one month into something and one month into something else and one month into something else mm-hmm. and that. To have true passion with that commitment and consistency. Once all three get together, you get stuck on one subject. You, you, you be come on this journey of commitment and consistency and passion that's driving it. Mm. And then you, you find mastery after that. Mm-hmm. And when you find mastery, then you've got some credibility to talk about it. And you've done all the things wrong that, you know, that are going to project you into doing the things right more often than not.
2: And as far as mastery goes, as far as wellness, in my opinion, I, I'm not saying... I believe in immortality but I'm not convinced of death either I know that other people have gone a certain way and it's worked out for them a certain way Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that that death isn't a part of life but I think there's a big misconception on how we live and how we die too and I think uh, while we're living we're, we're very fascinated with death mm. and not living itself mm. that's and, true know, yeah. and, that, and that comes into the wars that we wage and know. the
0: religions we practice and so on and so the religions forth it's that we practice. concentrate on what's coming after as opposed to what's now yeah alright well it looks like we're coming to the end of this uh, very interesting podcast and, and I and, think Dave uh, should be a regular I think Dave the should be yeah and we we'll, we'll want f- feedback from you I don't know how you're going to get us feedback listeners out there and I uh, don't know how many people are going to listen to this hopefully many Many more millions,
2: but uh, well, thanks very much, Dave. It's been a, a nice insight. It's always good to be listening to you guys. So thanks for doing your thing and having me here. Fantastic.
1: You're welcome. It's so, been a pleasure.
2: Dave's going to be a regular then.
1: Thanks, <laughs> yeah,
2: We'll 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 talk more about. We'll get
0: more to it next time. Fantastic. Okay, this was a bit of a smorgasbord today, but we're coming up to the hour, and that's our limit and uh, next time we'll get in, in depth into who Dave really is because he <laughs> evaded that question <laughs> yeah, quite, quite masterfully. Okay, take Master- care, people, oh, and we'll see you, you next see you time. Bye-bye.
1: Love you. Bye-bye.